Take the guesswork out of your cannabis shopping with the ECS DNA kit by Endocana Health. If you take pride in your canna nerdiness or are just canna curious, this kit empowers you to find more about the best cannabis choices. Right now, you can save 25% off your DNA test at endodna.com using promo code POD25. Your purchase includes the Endo DNA Collection Kit, Endo Decoded Report, personalized cannabinoid and terpene suggestions, and Endo Align products matching in your state. There will also be suggested dosage guidelines and optimum methods for inhalation or usage. Once you know your personal ECS data, you can shop Endo supplements tailored specifically for you. And right now, Endo DNA is celebrating their new patent with a buy one, get one offer on their Afika soft gel lineup. And since I know that many of you struggle with sleep, I want to highlight Afika Unwind, created to support health sleep cycles using patented proprietary formulations of hemp-derived CBD, terpenes, and essential oils. If sleep is eluding you, sweet dreams are in your future. Buy one for yourself and get one for a friend at endodna.com. And don't forget promo code POD25 at the checkout for 25% off your DNA test kit. We said, you could either put this in the hands of the masses, or you could license this to one large corporation and let them monopolize the industry. After COVID, I was like, this needs to go into the hands of as many people as possible. This is The Canna Mom Show, a podcast chronicling the inspiring stories of real women in the emerging cannabis industry. Your host, Joyce Gerber, mom, lawyer, political activist, has been speaking with women from coast to coast and around the world who are leaders in the revolution of cannabis and caregiving, continuing on her mission to lift up the stories of the women creating the cannabis industry by sharing their canna stories with you. So go make yourself a cup of tea or roll yourself a joint, sit back and learn something new about this magical plant on The Canna Mom Show with Joyce Gerber. From the Tip O'Neill Studios in North Cambridge, Massachusetts, it's the Canna Mom Show. Now here's your host, Joyce Gerber. Welcome back to the Canna Mom Show, where we are crushing the stigma around cannabis and caregivers, one canna story at a time. So today, Dave, we have two, two impressive Massachusetts cannabis women working to change the industry. One is our guest. The other is our special segment guest, who is Mika Brown. She's going to be, she's actually been on the show before, but she's here today to talk about banking and cannabis. Where the, where your journey all started with a clash with the banking industry. Lordy Lord. All right. So you can get banking on people. Learn how. Stay tuned. And before that, oh, I want to give a shout out to the Welcome Blanket Project again. I've talked about this before. The Welcome Blanket Project is a form of craftivism. That's crafting with activism. And this weekend we held an event at my temple. We called it the Welcome to America Blanket Project, which was supported by the Welcome Blanket National Platform. And if you go on my Instagram feed, you can see that I made a reel of all the blankets my community knitted, crocheted, and quilted. So that's pretty cool. So I know. Cool. Do you follow me, Dave, on my quilting yeah. journeys? <laughs> I do. I do. I follow your Facebook reels. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, so the, the, there's a I don't knit or 
crochet, but I do quilt. These blankets are being gifted with no cards from the crafter. Each card has a story that is important to the crafter's own family's history of immigration or migration or relocation. And now these blankets and cards are being gifted to new refugees coming to the United States through local refugee relocation organizations. Very cool. Well, that's a thing. So you're interested in crafting a blanket to welcome a refugee into our country, make America kind again. Please check out the Mm -hmm. Welcome Blanket Project in my show notes. And today in the Globe or the Herald, there's actually a story about a refugee in Vermont who received one of these blankets. Oh, cool. Whenever I think of blankets, I think of Linus from Peanuts. That's good. (laughs) But it's a comforting thought and it's comforting in this in this context, too. Yeah, it's, I mean, they're, they're supposed to be 40 by 40. There's some dimensions. They're usually sent to, she's been doing this for a couple of years. They're sent to museums where they're actually displayed because they're art. Mm-hmm. And then each blanket is carefully given to someone as, I, I don't know, how do we change the world? Yeah. One kind, yeah. One blanket at a time. One blanket at a time. Yep. Yeah. Okay. And before we get, to, oh, one more, two more things. Okay. Events, events. We have a whole event section. Mm. Saturday, April 15th, the Cannon show is heading out to the goods dispensary in Somerville, Massachusetts with Dave. Yes. I'll be there. <laughs> so come on by if you want to meet the man mm. behind the voice. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why, but <laughs> yes, I'll be there. Ill possible. I'll be part of a podcast because we'll be recording a show in the dispensary that day. It's Saturday, April 15th. It's my local dispo. And we have a location for our first maybe annual Canna Mom event. It's going to be on June 15th. I am working with Canna Management. It will be in Stowe, Massachusetts at the Stowe Acres Country Club. So if you're a business interested in sponsoring, connecting with all these women I know, and I'm sure you're going to want to know, who like to buy stuff. (laughs) We have information available. And if you want to join us, we're going to have tickets pretty soon. Stowe, Stowe Acres is fancy. Very nice. Very nice club. That's how the Canna Moms roll. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, Dave, ready? The Canna Mom Show Culture Corner. The Culture Corner. I actually drank tea today. I was drinking, I usually drink coffee, but I was having some tea today. Appropriate for the Culture Corner. You're feeling, you're feeling in the moment. Okay. Yes. So I was going to talk about a three-part TED Talk special exploring how the mind how we think, mind, body, and spirit. But <laughs> then I heard a song yesterday by singer-songwriter from New Hampshire. Mm. His name is Noah Cohen. Khan, I think. How do you do you know him? Oh, I don't. Oh, you're not a fan. Okay. No, I'll look him up. I, you look him up. Noah, N-O-A-H, Khan, K-A-H-A-N. The tune I was grooving to was Homesick. Mm. I don't know. It was just funny. I love the lyrics. It got me happy. It has an awesome guitar solo. and I love a good guitar solo. <laughs> yes, indeed. Is your son a fan? Or? No, no, I just heard it. And oh, I don't okay. know, the whole... The weather ain't been bad if you're in a masochistic bullshit. Mm. Every photograph <laughs> is taken here. It's okay. It's a podcast. There's a, there's a line about New England, about being just like being from New England. I just, it made oh, me cool. laugh. So and I get you going. He's from New Hampshire. He's got some other stuff. He's got a big... Um, I guess his new album this year is called Stick Season. So he's kind of got the New England vibe going. Yeah, New England. Folky. Yes. Folky thing. Yes. All right. So check him out. He's got a single called Homesick. That's not the best lyric of it, but that's a good part of it. And I was jamming to it. And it's about even the TED Talk was about moving. It changes your perspective. It's just so important to keep cannabis is always wrapped up in this, but just moving and feeling some joy. It's a good thing. Indeed. 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 All right. So. 
Yes. So we have a big show today with a couple of women. So let's get going. All right. Today's guest. Today's guest is the co-founder and CEO of Trella Technologies, Inc., a revolutionary agri-tech startup that focuses on creating innovative technologies to protect plant medicine and our food supply. With over 15 years of experience as a natural catastrophe risk engineer, today's guest draws on her experience in climate disaster risk engineering to develop technologies that will revolutionize the urban farming industry. She is a Northeastern University alum like me, I like to throw that in, and worked as an international engineering consultant. And in 2016, she combined her engineering expertise with a passion for plant medicine to create Trella Grow, a patented automated plant training system that revolutionizes indoor farming and diverse plant growth. And most recently, today's guest created a Grow Our Own initiative which I have been a student and have found so helpful in learning to grow my own with confidence. So you can do it too. In addition to her work at Trella Technologies, today's guest serves as a mentor and volunteer for an organization that promotes entrepreneurship. She is also a partner and supporter of the Parabola Center, a nonpartisan think tank of legal professionals and drug policy experts working to protect people, not corporations. Please welcome to the Cannamom Show, my friend, the inspiring Asia Atwood. Welcome. Hi, Joyce. Thank you. That was awesome. Appreciate the intro. Glad to be here. Glad to be back. (laughs) Glad to be back. All right. She's an international speaker. I'm sure she gets other intros, but that was mine. So let's start. Before we dive into Grow Our Own, which I've been talking about and sharing videos about, and I'm feeling strangely and happy, confident that I like plants. I'm a planter. Who knew I was a gardener? I had no idea. Let's talk about your own background, engineering and agriculture, what was your journey to get here? And really what along the way was your relationship with cannabis? Oh yeah. Wow. Well, like a lot of people, I think you didn't, when I was 20 years old, I didn't think this would be the industry that I was in, uh, the ability to be able to do this with with cannabis. Mm -hmm. Never would have thought it because I went into the engineering discipline as a mechanical engineer and then graduated from Northeastern and got into an industry called risk engineering which is engineers that are trained to try to figure out how can you protect buildings, entities, assets, resources from things like fire, natural catastrophes. So I did that for about 15 years, saw a shit ton of things that I think kind of drive what it is that I'm doing now today. And I can share more about that, but yeah, I got it. I got, I got into that very, very heavy, but always knew that I wanted to do my own thing and, and kind of create my own company and, have my own culture and my own mission. So I started that journey, man, that journey, my first, (laughs) I started, I started my, what I call my escape from corporate America in maybe like 2010, really early. Yeah. Really early. Yeah. I I started the process of it in in 2010, (laughs) but uh, couldn't really like transition out permanently until 2019. It was a long journey. So I, I did a lot of stuff on the side, but part of that was getting into the cannabis space. I was a, they call, what do they call you? A, a war, a weekend warrior. Mm-hmm. I played, I played sports. I played um, women, I played women's flag football for a long time, for maybe like 10 years in a really popular league in Jamaica Plain, Massachusetts. And then wow. I played women's tackle football for about three years. Get out. Really? Around, yeah. Around the same time. <laughs> yeah. 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 I did. Yeah, I don't, back when I back in the day, this is when I this is when I was a youngin. But so were you a cannabis uh, consumer back in the day? I was. I had to be. I mean, uh, it was a way for us bo- to kind of to kind of medicate after 
the intense, you know, an intense game, especially when you're playing tackle and you're doing impact. At the time, I didn't know that I was self-medicating, but I was after a game, kind of had to have something afterwards. And then continued to, to use cannabis, but then got learned more about the medicinal properties and the benefits. And I'm like, oh, that's why I was using it. And you look back and you're like periods of anxiety or whatever, like you're like, oh, okay, there's more to this plant and just really spent a lot of time learning about the plant. And that was around 2013, 2014. But by 2015 in Massachusetts, at least it became legal here mm-hmm. medicinally medicinal. for, for us to get licenses to either purchase or to grow our own. So I jumped on the grow our own bandwagon and that was a journey in itself, but it was really, I, I, I was self-medicating, didn't know it, started learning about the plant, started learning so about- So 2014 is really a long time ago. Like, what did people think? <laughs> what did your family, what, I mean, what, 2014, you're like, I, this is going to be fine. We, did you, that's, you were like a pioneer. That's early here, I think. Yeah, 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 no. I mean, I think. Yeah, <laughs> nothing. Okay, I just think you keep moving. You're a big story, so. Well, I'm just fine. saying, like, you can, you can, you can get into, I don't, I don't know. I think it's, it depends on your perspective. I think I had previous experiences of being the only woman of color in my environment, in my corporate life, the only queer woman. I'm, I was, I was, yeah, I'm just it was your, it was your, here, it was your but, natural habitat. You're like, I'm a little bit on the outside. All right. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I. I've kind of, my life has been on the, on the, on the edge a little bit. So it wasn't really, really stretched for my parents. Like when I, my, I told my mom about it and she was like, oh, okay. I could see good. that. Okay. That's good. <laughs> All right. So you have this, you have an engineering degree. Did you grow stuff before this? Were you a grower? Did you no, know how to, no, no. Okay. No. So, okay. So 2014, you, all right. That's the, that's the first step in. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I had to learn everything from scratch. Joyce really like brown thumb. My mother is loves to get in the garden. She does her own thing, but I never really got pulled into it. She grew mostly like ornamentals. And once I started getting into growing cannabis, then I got more interested in growing my own food. And it just kind of started that, that journey for me. It was, it was a then, gateway drug into like taking care of yourself. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So 2014 here in Massachusetts, you can actually grow it. You can do your thing. How did you come up with Trello? Te- what, how was the journey to actually create them? You can explain what it is that you do. And then, oh uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, sure. So I'm now the, the CEO and co-founder of Trello Technologies. And we did, we developed a device that will automatically train a plant to grow sideways. So what that does is it controls the height of the plant so you can stack it in vertical configurations. And then it also helps to create a nice even canopy so you can get a bigger harvest and do it in a quicker grow cycle. So that was, again, just stumbled into into it to to a degree. I was part of a a startup before Trello Technologies, but then took a break from that. And while I was planning my next grow, I kept hitting this this wall where I said to myself, I really need to automate everything because I travel so much. And um, for my corporate job at the time, traveled like be away for days at a time every, every other week. And that's really difficult to, to do. So you can automate your lights, you can automate your nutrients, but you can't automate how fast the plant's going to grow and whether it's going to grow into the lights or kind of get out of control. And I struggled with that. Luckily, my wife, she she would help me with, with stuff at, at times, but that's just something that you really need to be like trained to do, to, to train a plant and to keep it, keep its height controlled. So I was wondering, I wonder if anybody hasn't has anything for this problem that I'm I'm facing and found out that we we didn't. There wasn't so anything. So I did, I did can we back up a little bit? 
So yeah, yeah. we're going to get to the grow your own, but Asia's class is awesome. She goes through a lot of things that happen, but one of them is about during the vegetation state, this is like an, almost an, that's an ancient, it's a, a long-term, it's an idea that's been around and she showed us examples of how other people did this and why they would do this. So um, it was just knowing it, to get it to sort of explain it. I, you showed us pictures and you talked about it, like growers know how to do this, but no one thought to automate it and no one thought of a way that it could be automated. Is that kind of the issue? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, it. Yeah. It was. It's a manual. It, people have been doing this for millennia, training plants and tying them down and trellising them out to control how, what direction they grow in. Like, this is nothing new. It's just that I needed something that would do it when I wasn't there. So it, it, it there was, we were missing that automated element and got together with another engineering friend of mine, Dre, who's my co-founder. And we put together some ideas and then eventually got a patent on it. So yeah, it was, it's, we started that in 20, late, like 20, early 2017 really is when we really got going with the design idea and, and the prototyping and stuff. Is that fun? I'm like, I've never done any kind of engineering like that. Like putting together that kind of machine, of like how it works and just changing the part. Were you like a Lego player when you were a little Legos? Yes. Or whatever? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I, I kind of, I, I, I've, I've been mechanical, man, hands-on and, and breaking things, putting things together as a, as a, as a youngin. But no, I do enjoy the design process. And like just this morning, had a, a call with Dre to talk about some design modifications in, in regards to how we manufacture. And those are like, like I'm, I wake up that morning and I'm like, yes, gotta call with Dre. It's, it's just like a nice, lighthearted, easy, creative discussion where we throw ideas around. And I, I love that. And I love working with him because of that, because he creates that. He's a very easy person creatively to work with. So it's, it's fun. Yeah, we That's love awesome. it. All right, so let's move on. All right, grow our own. You're totally into this. You're really focused on this now. You have a lot of energy. You could be doing a lot of other things, but this, you're really thinking about this now. So just- why do you think it's so important? Who are you trying to attract? I don't know how much more you're going to go into it. I talk about it and post like weekly. So <laughs> I can, yeah, like, why don't you just start how you want to explain what's going on? Yeah. I mean, this idea of grow our own kind of developed over time, I would say maybe 20 pandemic COVID. That's when a lot of people had time to think about how they're doing things and if needed shift how you're doing things. So we did something similar where I really just took a look at the state of the world and the population and how vulnerable we all are when it comes to how we feed ourselves, how we grow our food and how we even heal, heal ourselves. I think it's an atrocity that we need to get a license for something to heal ourselves and and, and not have the ability to, to grow whatever it is that we want. But in the world we're in now, that, that, that's the state of things. We, we rely on a lot of commercial and, and, and corporations to provide our food and our medicine to us. But it doesn't have to stay that way. It doesn't have to be that way. So when we designed Trella, it was always something that we said, you could either put this in the hands of the masses or you could license this to one large corporation and let them basically monopolize the industry and struggled for several years on where should I put that marketing energy? Is it one hand or the other? And after COVID, I was like, I can't do this large commercial thing. This needs to go into the hands of as many people as possible. We need to teach as many people as possible how to grow their own food, their own plant medicine, grow something, whatever it is that you have a desire to grow. When we do it, each individual, it really reduces the risk. <laughs> and, and as a risk engineer, as I mentioned that, that's where this 
like my kind of background comes from is I just see so many weak weak points in regards to how how we're doing this, and I see a much stronger, resilient, sustainable, long term solution if each of us know how to grow something locally where we live. Because you don't have to, Joyce, you don't have to need to know how to grow everything. But if you're growing a couple of things and then some people that you're attached to, whether it be a community or an entity or growing some other things, then you can share that burden and share that load. And if an outside entity tries to come in and change or there's a supply chain issue, you don't have to worry about that as much. There mm-hmm. were, I don't think you can re- remove it all, but I just think growing our own. And that's why we say are not your, because yep. we can't do it all on our own. Can't grow everything that I possibly need. I'm going to need some help. So for me personally, I like growing cannabis. That's, mm-hmm. that's what I bring to the, to the table when it comes to my family and my friends is if somebody needs something, they know they can come to me and I'll, and I'll be there to give it, get it. Oh, get I it love, I love that you give it that way. I, just, yeah. I, I, I don't know why I'm going, I'm going my own because I want my own, but that's true that if people come here, yeah, that's interesting. That's a nice way of thinking of it. Like when having, I like that idea. I like to go. Yeah. yeah perspective. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So that's your, that's your contribution. I love that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So we, <laughs> so we decided let's put some energy into trying to do this. I mean, I've been talking about th- these types of ideas of really, shaping Trella so that it was more of the engineering resource for the grow community. We are not trying to get into the cultivation, like we're not going out for a license, like Trella is not growing their own cannabis. No, it's, we are here to support the people that want to do that. And we prefer to support people that are thinking about doing it in a localized small scale, because that from a risk perspective makes the most sense to us. So yeah, grow our own. If you want to learn, you want to get educated, we can talk more about it, but yeah. <laughs> okay. It's got it's got deep it. it's got it's got deep roots. It's got like sincere. You're trying to get out there and do this thing to again, all the women I talk to, they're actually trying to be the people they needed. In some ways, this is what something you needed when you were actually learning to grow and now it exists and now you're trying to help others. It's just it's a nice ethic, I guess, of this community that we're part of. So that's really good to talk about. All right. So I've done it. I talk about it a lot. My plants are I should know how old they are. Seven, eight. I don't know how old they are. <laughs> Where's your journal? It's over there. It's on, actually on my computer. Uh, I'm so old. Anyway, yes, I talk to them. We go down. Then we have quality time. They're getting much bigger. So I'm here. What are you hearing back from other people who have took? So again, there, it wasn't just me. It was other people. So what are you hearing back from others? Like, where are they in their journey? I started a little bit later, my germination, but I don't know where people are at this point. Yeah, yeah. You, you, I saw your plants. Your plants look awesome on, on Instagram just a couple of days ago. They're, they're looking you. really good. And we've had other people that were a part of this as well. And they've been able to start growing. I think you were, you know, you, you did it when you were ready to do it. And it, it's a self-paced. I, I got to say, I say this all the time. I felt more prepared to start those seeds than I did to have my baby. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm I'm glad you I'm glad you felt that way. We we tried to put the, the way that it the way that it's the foundation of the Grow Our Own initiative is a, it's called a six week Grow Our Own challenge, where every week you get some guidance on what you need to know, and then you get some action items on what you need to do, and then you do those, and then you go to the next week. But it's all there now. It's all self paced, and you were part of that first cohort, and there were a few other individuals that were part of it too. And everybody came to it with different reasons for why they wanted to grow their own people that, oh, they were much money at it. There were people who grow because they were really concerned about what they're putting into their body and wanted to have more control over that. 
And then there are people that wanted to grow because they wanted to just know more about the plant and also, I think, have a better connection from knowledge perspective. So and that's uh, what I, I mean. I really just feel like I, 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 it's no joke. I have one plant in my house, so I just don't really garden. It's not sort of a thing that I'm drawn to. So but I do want to know about the plant. She's such an I mean, this industry doesn't exist without her and not to really know how she grows or see it. And I don't know. I didn't even know she was a flower like the bud I hadn't before I got into this. I had no idea what she looked like or that she was even pretty. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I think, yeah, you definitely fall in that category. I think of knowledge, just wanting to, to to have a better understanding of it and have a better foundation. Yeah. They all, so everybody came to it from a different perspective. Most people did not have any green, th- like a green thumb, no prior experience. There were, a, there was one individual that had already kind of started, but wanted kind of a, another round at it. But yeah, we had over 50% of the participants actually like grew something, which if you like Google online, um, educational courses, like completion rate, it's like 10 to 15% is the normal. So mm-hmm. I was pretty happy with that. And we have more that we want to add to it and we want to get better. But I think the, the, the thing that the, the, the feedback that I got that was, that was inspiring was that there was guidance there. There were, there was enough information to move from one thing to the next. And there was, it was laid out pretty easily so that you can make sure that you had everything that you needed to get started. And what we're going to do to add to it and make it even more of a support system is more of that community space. So we're trying to add more people, get more people in that space so that we can build that community out. But yeah, it's a work in process. Yeah, it's good. Again, you can learn this on YouTube. I don't know. There's a million ways to learn how to grow things or do things on this world. I just, I don't automatically go to YouTube. It's not my generation, but I like the idea of having someone you know, it was laid out again, because there's so many steps you can get overwhelmed with it. Or she's taking it piece by piece, issue by issue. How do you get from here to there? And it seems very doable. So I've not freaked out about when I have to cut it down and dry it. I'm not worried. I've seen it. I reviewed it. I know it's there when I need it. But right now, yeah, I and know. I'm here when you need it. And she's you're still part of it. You're still a member. So exactly. So I'm still it. doing it. So I went through yeah. the six weeks. I'm in the process and it still helps. So I tell again, I've been talking about it for ages. So do you want to just give a plug how they reach you if they were interested for that? Yeah, yeah. So if you're if you're on Instagram, you can just follow us at Trella Tech. Trella is T R E L A Tech T E C H. So at Trella Tech, hit that link in our profile, and on the very first button, it'll say you can join the Grow Our Own Community app. That's that that Grow Our Own Community app is the place where you're going to get access to the curriculum and to get you'll get a sneak peek. We actually put together, we took that six week uh, curriculum, so it's almost it's over six hours as a curriculum. We took all of that and we did a one hour crash course. So you'll get free access to that if you just go to that to that link. So on Instagram, you can go to at Trella Tech or you can also go to our website, Trella.io, Trella.io. And there's a banner at the very top that talks about growing our own. And then lastly, if you are more of an intimate type of communicator, you can email me directly at aja, A-J-A at trella.io and I can send you the link. And it'll all be in the show notes. So, all right. All right. So you've been in Massachusetts or Mass Cannabis for a while now talking about that. So you're connected. I don't know if you're pronouncing it right. The parabola. Is that how they Parabola. 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 Yeah. <laughs> I've seen it all over Instagram and Facebook and LinkedIn. All right. Can you just share a little bit about the organization and what the goals are and what they're working towards? 
Yeah, yeah. The Parabola organization was put together by three dynamic women. Each of them are and what they do. One, Shalene Title, who used to be the former Massachusetts Cannabis Control Commissioner, among other things. We have Chanel Lindsay, CEO and, and founder of Ardent Cannabis, another woman in, in the tech space doing some amazing things, got some really great inventions. And then we also have uh, uh, Lori Lucian. Lori Lucian, who is an attorney and, and also a business owner, entrepreneur, and an advocate. And they've, they've been advocating in the cannabis space since I got into it, like before. Oh, yeah. Um, so they have a long longevity there and they decided to get together and bring all their kind of, I think, you know, respective backgrounds and strengths to really bring together people that are concerned about doing what's best for the people versus corporations in this cannabis industry, which we need, we definitely need somebody that's the eyes, the ears of, of, of all the, the different policies and things that are happening out there, speaking up for the people. So they do a lot of that. They just started it this year. So I think the fir- their first major event will be in June, if my memory serves me correctly. Okay. But yeah, we're, we're a Trello Technologies is a partner with them, proud supporter, and just really looking forward to seeing what, what they, they do. do. Again, yeah. exactly. It, whatever. We have like a, I've been calling it free market fundamentalism mentality in America. And I know corporations are people, Mitt Romney, but people are people too. So this idea that um, this industry could look different because this plant is different. She's a caregiver, people stepping up. I love that idea and proud to talk about it. So thanks for being on that. And let's see, you know what I'm going to do? We have a special segment guest. I'm going to come back with Asia because we have way more to talk about. So back after this with Asia Atwood, CEO of Trella Technologies, we are speaking with Mika Brown, whose full story you can listen to from season two. But today, she is here to speak to us about her work at Green Check Verified. Welcome. Hi, Joyce. How are you? You got your baby. We're like a full service. We have like an audience with a baby. Yeah, I'm a real <laughs> mom today. Like he was, he was supposed to be asleep, but he didn't he know that. Best laid plans, right? <laughs> I, I'm sitting here and he's looking at me in his his playpen, like I'm not asleep. <laughs> <laughs> See if this is on YouTube. If it's on YouTube, yeah, all right, okay, yeah. all right. So we have a couple minutes. Let's talk about what you're doing um, now with the banking and what you're hoping to achieve. Maybe Massachusetts, maybe nationally. Just this issue, like, it's ridiculous banking. So let's go. What are you going to do to fix it? So I've been with Green Check for about nine months now, and I work on the regulatory side. So I, I'm, I'm the person who makes sure that the, the rules that, that we follow state by state are accurate. But what Green Check Verified does is connects cannabis businesses to financial institutions and verifies those transactions. Mm-hmm. So the transactions that go from, hey, mm-hmm. my little assistant, you don't have to be quiet. It's all good. It's <laughs> the real Canon Mom show. It's like literally the real Canon Mom show. Yeah. <laughs> we verify the transactions from cannabis businesses to financial institutions. So we're making sure that those transactions are compliant. But when I came on at Green Check, one of the first things that I said was, well, here in Massachusetts, most folks don't even know that, that there's competitive banking now. Right. I didn't know. Like I literally didn't know until I talked yeah, to you at Mika like, two weeks oh. ago. <laughs> like, there's only like two banks, right? And they're like, no, Mika. At that point, it was like ten, a dozen, and now we're up to about fifteen banks banking yeah. cannabis in Massachusetts. And so that to me was an issue because I have all these friends in in the state and in Massachusetts and New England and and the Northeast. Mm-hmm. 
who are trying to get their cannabis businesses open and getting stuck at banking, who are getting stuck with exorbitant fees, who are just having issues maintaining a bank account, accounts getting closed, the, the gamut of all of the issues that entrepreneurs are having. So one of the things that's been very important to me is to bring about the visibility of banking cannabis and letting folks know that you can now bank cannabis the same way you, you shop for a mortgage or a car note, right? Yes, you don't have the hundreds of banks to choose from, but 14 banks, 15 banks is way better than just the two that we've been stuck with for the last few years. And I don't have to say any names. So I just wanted to come on your show and have that conversation about, hey guys, there's banks. <laughs> I feel like we need like clapping and cheering. <laughs> yes, yeah, I know. We need like some noisemakers. So right, so how, did, how did this happen? How did we get 15 banks and how do people who are starting up cannabis, how do they connect with you? Are there special rules? Or what is it? Is there anything, anything about working with you that they need to know before they contact you? No, no, there's nothing that they need to know. What Green Check does is, is we will take in your information. You will, you will come and tell us what your what services you need. So everybody in the industry doesn't have the same need. Some folks need cash tra- transport. Some folks don't. Some folks need lots of ACH. Some folks don't. What we're starting to see now is that there are some banks that are doing zero fees. There are some banks that are starting to, yes, zero fees. (laughs) My eyes popped open. I'm like, what? Yes. Yes. I'm not going to call them out because some of the folks in the green check family get a little ticked off when we, when we do sound bites for this bank and not for them. Cause there's, you know, there's a, 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 a wide variety of banking services. But recently I had someone reach out to me and say, Mika, I heard you're in banking. Can you get me a loan? I need equipment. And so there, there are certain banks in the green check family that'll be better for you to get a loan for equipment. But if you're, let's say ancillary, your needs are going to be totally different. So just reach out to me or go to greencheckverified.com and, and fill out the, the form and someone will be in touch with you immediately. To are there any fees to work with you? Like, is there any? No, no, nothing there's no, no fees to work with me. Look um, at this, people. I know Asia loves entrepreneurship. She's thinking. Yes. <laughs> yes, this is for for me. It was very important to start to sound off like this information because I know just how hard it is as someone who used to manage dispensaries before stepping into this side of the industry, the the banking aspect was like my biggest headache was making sure that I placed my order from my change, particularly in 2020 and 2021, when there was no change, right? And making sure I had done dotted all my I's and my T's for my transport for the week. And just banking was just a big headache for us. It just doesn't have to be that anymore. There's more than two places to go. There's lots more services and products available to you. And I think that that begins to level the playing field, right? You think so? Yeah, I like that's a good way to end it. All right, leveling the playing field. Again, we are not plutonium. This is cannabis. (laughs) And we would like to make money because this is America. Again, we're free market fundamentalists. So let us take some money. And if you don't have a bank account, it's a hard way to start. So it's, it's very American to support this. Yeah. <laughs> call your congressman and let's get yeah. Safe Banking Plus past people. That's my biggest plug right yeah. there. Call Mitch McConnell directly. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Mitch McConnell. Is he still working? I don't know. All right. That. <laughs> 
We need banking if this is going to be a business. Thank you, Mika. Again, just give them one more plug. One more plug on how to connect. www.greencheckverified.com and join the marketplace, folks. Join the marketplace. Thank you. Thank you. All right. That was a good one. All right. Back with Asia for a few more minutes. Let's see. You like, well, let's see. You're an entrepreneur. What do you think of that? Was that like, did you know that? No, no, that, oh, okay. that, that's all new information. I mean, I remember we are ancillary, so we're not plant touching. But when we got into the space, it was concerning about which bank, if any, we could even apply to. So luckily we were able to, to get two banks and I got two as a backup, really because I was worried that one of them might get shut down and not so much that the FDIC 250 would be maxed out like some people. I just found, I just thought it was strange that some of the entrepreneurs that got burnt by that Silicon Valley bank thing didn't think of two accounts, but nonetheless, that's a whole that's, other topic. Okay, again, because it's never really had to be done, but because cannabis is so weird and upside down, we have come up or the that. industry has come up with all sorts of interesting solutions to things that really shouldn't even be a problem, but then they turn out to be maybe helpful. So yeah, who knows? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's um, funny. yeah, no. I, and I know that there were people that were plant touching at the time were struggling really, and are still are to get access to banking, especially the loans and the equipment part like that. Mika, that's good to know. I, I kept that in my, in my Rolodex for future use. So thank you. Okay. That's always something. All right. And let's see. All right. Aja, you're a can of mom too. Just like our friend Mika. <laughs> I am. Yeah. How old is yours? And what's your, how do you work? Is that a conversation yet? Where are you in this world of cannabis and mumming? Oh yeah. Well, when, when I, I think when I co-hosted the show, I wasn't really a can of mom, which made me feel strange a little oh. bit. I was like, <laughs> I don't know. I'm not a mom, but now I am. Yes. But we're all caregivers. It's the caregiving thing that I really emphasize, but yeah. Very true. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. But no, Amir is two years old. He was born in April. He'll be two this April in just a couple of weeks, 2021. Quite the, it was quite so there were some things that we had to consider around that but he's here he's healthy and luckily me and my wa- my wife both have our own businesses so we have a lot of flexibility and where we work and and being able to take care of him and we do have people to supplement and, and help but yeah it's different Joyce it, life is so different and I think you even caught me on some of the um recordings for some of the for on the, the six week raw own challenge I'll, i may reference like it's like having a kid because it's so on the forefront of my mind <laughs> now <laughs> i don't know it's all universal it's whatever world you're in so i, I just kind of compare everything to parenting and boundaries and it even helps me understand our government sometimes so you have a lot you're very philosophical you're very deep you think about things and now you have a child is maybe disrupting a lot of this in a way but <laughs> how do you think cannabis again i was not a cannabis consumer when my children were little. I always say I should have been. I feel sad when I say this because I couldn't really, a lot of it is just living in their world. I mean, like really all they want is to be with them in their crazy little worlds. And sometimes it's hard. And I think cannabis would have helped me. So I don't know if it, it helps you relax and engage with him or what happens with you. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Least they're both nodding. <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah. <laughs> and you're right. I mean, it really is. They really just want to hang out with you. They, they really just want to hang out with you. And I find that for Amir, he just likes the company of playing together and being in that same space. And if I'm if I'm in a in a stressful like headspace or overwhelmed or or just anxious about something or not present, he senses it very quickly and he starts to get a little bit agitated. So it, and it and, and it's all just energy, really. So I find that if I am properly medicated and chill and 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 present 
we have the time of our lives. Giggles, laughter, fun, all of that stuff. So I use it, yeah, to help me stay present when I'm with my family because so, my, again, my brain is just so active. That is like the, I think that's the magic to life, really. The whole being present. I mean, I can't remember a lot of stuff. I just, the kids world was, it was so, and I'm sure you're still hectic, but I don't think I actually stopped. I can't I, but I just, the idea that we should be healthy and safe and joyful and that cannabis engages with you. So you can engage with this little human that you've created or want to be with a little lot and you can do it. And I think it's so powerful. And someone today literally asked me who still doesn't believe in the cannabis world, so well, can you, she said, can you explain to the difference between alcohol and cannabis? And I'm like, oh my God, you, you really she, think she hasn't delved in all, at all into the space. Huh? And I'm like, I'm like, alcohol is literally reacts to your body like a poison. She was sort of surprised. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're entirely different. But yeah, you, I do get from time to time, people will, will like kind of judge a little bit on cannabis while they're holding a beer in their hand. And I'm like, hmm sugar co- coffee all more addictive than than cannabis so i just i struggle with that but i think for for my for amir he's already seen the plant he knows that it's a plant just like all the other plants in the garden i don't mm-hmm. i don't treat it differently i re- refer to it as medicine and he's only 2 so i don't really have to explain that much to him at this point yeah. but as he gets older we're going to be very open with him about what it is and to include it in a Rolodex of other plants that are considered to have other benefits to us as well and keep it moving. And then I think discuss overuse addiction as I know that's another mental health imbalance issue. So, um, and then, and then they, they're now it's just, it's normalized in books. I have a lot of children's books. Now I have the book, why mommy gets high. She's coming on in a couple of weeks. I, again, this is normalized in literature that you just read to your child at night, along with cat in the hat and whatever else, good night moon and all those other things that are steered into my brain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Good night. Moon's a good one. <laughs> so it's normalized that way in culture. I, again, I talk about stuff in stories, it's all just stories, these stories that we've told the stories we believe and the stories we tell our children, which is what living on. And this is why the moms are so powerful because they're changing the stories that are being told. So our children believe different things. We yeah. are just what we believe people. That's kind of the truth. All right. Let's see. You are doing some international speaking. You're getting around what's happening this year. What's going on? What are your goals and dreams? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just keep it short though, AJ. Keep it short. <laughs> well, yeah, I'll keep it short. So later in May, I'll be in New York for an event with a company sponsored by Humble, Humble Bloom. Humble Bloom is B-L-O-O-M. So Humble and then Bloom.co. Mm-hmm. You can find them on Instagram. They got a pretty good movement going on over there. They're doing a session with a bunch of women entrepreneurs in the space. I'm I'm not sure where I'll be for 420. I'm still trying to figure that out, whether it'll be Boston or, or possibly DC. And then for the rest of the year, we have a few growers who are doing some test trials for us. So I've been holding space to be support for the, for that, to make sure that they have success and that their first grow trials are, are, are good. And then we can go from there. We are going to be announcing, and I can't say too much yet because I'm still talking to our attorney. So I'm still trying to figure out what, I, what we can and cannot do, mm-hmm. but we will be um, coming out with a different way of, I guess, supplying Trello Grow LST to customers so that at a reduced cost. So for those individuals that have been like, I really want to try this, but it's just outside of my my budget, stay tuned because we're going to have some announcements on that forefront coming up very soon. Because again, the goal is to get this into as many hands as possible. So we're always trying to come up with a way 
to to do that. So that's the bulk of 2023. That'd be so cool. Wouldn't that be cool if that yeah. could be part of your like the VA benefit instead of getting like a ton of opiates? They gave you like a machine to grow your own cannabis. America, yeah, are you listening? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. That's awesome. Should Especially be, that should be covered. Those all the equipment, the lights, all that stuff should all be all of it. Yeah, that's interesting. All right, well, now I run the world. All right, Asia, thank you for joining us. People want to connect with you one more time if they want to grow their own. What's the best way to reach you? Yeah, follow us at Trello Tech on Instagram. We're the heaviest. You can also find us on LinkedIn and Twitter. The links to the Grow Our Own Challenge are all in our profile. Um, again, if you want to get access to that free one hour crash course on how to get started growing your own, that's a great place to start. And also email me at aja, A-J-A, at trella.io. It's a great way to stay in touch too. And it'll all be in the show notes because it always is. And I post a reel every single week so you can see how if I can do it, you can do it. I keep saying this, but it's true. It is very true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And on, on that note, on that note, when, in the show notes, please, when when you when you go through this, the growing challenge, there's an application process because we're working together. Like I'm, I'm on the phone with you. The intent is that you're going to be growing a plant by the end of this. So it's, it's, it's not a lot of time, but it is, and we are talking to each other. So I want to get on the phone and know what it is that your, what your grow goals are. So part of the process is an application process. But when you do that application, there's a select, there's a selector there that says, how did you hear about us? Make sure that you select the Canon Mom Show, please. So just wanted to add that. <laughs> Thank there. you. Yes. Yep. The Canon Mom Show, spreading joy, wisdom, banking, how to grow your own, everything, mom wisdom. All right. That's another show, people. Thank you for joining us. So for my guests, Asia Atwood and Mika Brown, and of course, my David, my Canna Bro, David Jazz, and our Canna Mom Show team, I want to thank you for taking the time to listen to the Canna Mom Show, where we are sharing and preserving the stories of the women building this new cannabis industry so together we can cross the stigma around cannabis and caregivers one can of story at a time. I'm your host, Joyce Gerber. This is the Canna Mom Show, and we are a production of Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Cannabis Health Radio is a podcast about stories from people around the world who abused cannabis to deal with serious ailments, many of them life-threatening. My name is Ian Jessup. My co-host, Corey Yelland, is no stranger to the devastating emotional impact faced by so many people receiving a death sentence diagnosis from a doctor. Told she only had months to live with anal canal cancer, Corey researched and immediately began using cannabis oil to eliminate her cancer and has been cancer-free for more than a decade. She told herself that if it worked, she would spend the rest of her life helping others, which she does tirelessly every day. When you listen to our podcast, you'll hear many stories like Corey's, along with others who have used cannabis oil for many more ailments besides cancer, such as chronic pain, PTSD, MS, and many, many more. As one of our guests said, your podcast gave me the confidence to save my own life. We regularly get messages from listeners who have heard our podcast and use cannabis to solve a serious health issue of their own or that of a loved one. We hope you listen to these stories and be as inspired and moved as we are with each and every episode.